do you have something outside of your business that you get to play with and that you don't need to be any good at? Have you ever thought you weren't creative? We're going to talk about both of those things and more in today's episode with creativity coach, Kate Linguin. You're listening to Quietly Ambitious with conversations about how it really feels to build a business that honors your whole self unapologetically. And that includes who you are, how you feel, what you really desire, the impact that you want to create, and importantly, the money you want to make. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and my superpower is supporting sensitive and ambitious humans to make more money by fully expressing and owning all of who they are. Let's dive in. Today, I am chatting with Caitlin Gwynn, creativity coach and small business cheerleader about why creativity matters to business owners, what it means to be creative and why some of us struggle with it. Caitlin lives in Cardiff, surrounded by mountains of craft supplies and has loved crafting and creating from a very young age. Caitlin started her business originally as a virtual assistant in 2020, but was drawn to revisiting her first passion after going through a period of business burnout. Joy, community and fun are the things that light her up and are the building blocks of her creativity work. In this episode, we talk about the image we've all got of what a creative person looks like and how we get to redefine that by being willing to mess up and experiment and how that all translates beautifully to business. Okay, so can you start by telling us a bit about your relationship with creativity and how creativity came to be your thing? Um, so from like a young age I was always doing like creative things like I love writing like weird stories about mm-hmm. like you know animals and stuff and I loved reading and I loved like drawing even though I was and I still am not very good at it mm-hmm. um, so yeah it was and I also enjoyed like the results of other people's creativity like I always had my nose in a book and I loved watching like films and tv shows and stuff growing up so it just seemed like natural to me that that's the kind of stuff I would enjoy and I took on every craft imaginable and obviously when I like became an adult and started like working and stuff the creative side of me kind of fell off a little bit because you know we're obviously trying to like fit into like the corporate boxes and you know like you know go out partying and stuff instead of doing like stuff that Mm. really really brought me joy um and then I kind of got back into it I made some crafty friends when I moved to Cardiff And then just before lockdown started, I bought a sewing machine on like a complete whim. And through that, I really discovered how much I love having something like that to dive into that isn't like, you know, like scrolling on my phone or disassociating in front of Netflix or whatever. Mm. Um, And it kind of became even more like like an escape for me when business started getting difficult. And when I started running a business and it all became very like intense and yeah just needing that time out I think and I think that's why the the reason I'm so passionate about it now is because I definitely went through that time where I wasn't expressing myself creatively and I didn't realize how important it was to me and how important it was to like my sanity and my well-being until I started picking it up again um which is why uh it's my thing and why I love kind of passing it on to other people and sharing it with other people yeah and I think so much of us can relate to that like the kids are just like inherently creative and exploring all different things and new interests like from one day to the next sometimes and 
I think a lot of us can relate to kind of letting that go a bit when we have to do all the adult stuff and mm. pay the bills and we're suddenly really busy. We haven't got time for it and no capacity for it. Um, so yeah, that's definitely been a thing for me as well. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about this idea of like, why it's so important. Like why does it matter so much to us as business owners and to us as humans in general, I guess? Mm. Well, I think you touched upon it a little bit there, like that idea of like playing and Mm -hmm. doing things with no expectation and no like, oh, I've got to be like good at this Mm -hmm. and just kind of leaving that behind. Um, And I think for me in business especially, there's so many like rules, like unspoken rules and kind of, well, they're not even rules really, but how people like do things traditionally. And you kind of get like, I definitely did anyway, get sucked into that and like, oh, my business has to look a particular way or as a business owner, I have to look at and act a particular way. Um, And I think having like time to play and time to have fun is just really important for our like mental well-being and just to kind of like let loose and like switch off a bit I think as humans like generally switching off is like always very good um for obvious reasons because life is quite intense like Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone uh, listening will will know that um but what was I going to say um yeah I think we're always like on as business owners and I think switching off and saying to ourselves I'm gonna go and do something that isn't like related to my business whatsoever is really important for us there's been like a million studies done I did try and research it but honestly the amount of studies that come up when you kind of like look out for this thing there's so many um just the benefits of doing something with your hands like that's Mm. like a big thing and yeah mainly just doing doing things and being prepared to fail I think that is the key part like well yeah because it's not just in business, although, you know, like in my business journey, I went through this whole thing of like thinking I had to be different and thinking my personality wasn't good enough or cut out for it or whatever. Um, not like needing to be more confident and extroverted and all of those things or do whatever marketing tactics was the latest trend or fad. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, I mean, this applies to so many people, not just like sensitive humans or introverts or whatever, but a lot of people listening to this will probably relate to this idea of like, you have um, perceived expectations, whether it's true or not. I don't know. Sometimes it definitely is, but sometimes it's our own perception of how we need to be in the world. And like, it is exhausting, like trying to get everything right all the time. It's like really exhausting. And I know that a lot of us then you know, we grow up a certain way and then we end up being perfectionists or avoiding doing things in the first place because we don't know if we're going to do them perfectly. That has been such a huge, like, I think that has been a huge thing for me. And I want, and I think, I guess that's why with kids, they're they're just learning and failing and stuff all the time. And it's part of it, you know, like even learning to walk and stuff. But as we get, become adults and pick up these ideas about ourselves and how we need to be in the world, it gets harder to just be willing to do something that we might not be good at just for the fun of it. Cause, cause it's not all about being good that makes it fun, is it? Well, no, exactly. Exactly. And like, I definitely found that I took up crochet like earlier this year 
and for so much of the process obviously like when you start doing something you're not very good at it and I definitely had like that like thing inside me where I was like well if I'm not good at it straight away then there's no point doing it like Mm. I'm just not gonna bother and ridiculous because it's the kind of thing you'd never say to somebody else or you know I'm sure no one said to Picasso look listen that's not very good like you know just bin it off um but yeah like that's definitely a thing for me where those perfectionist things really kind of creep into like every area of your life I think if like you're not careful um so really embracing the oh do you know what I'm just gonna muck around and no one even needs to see this like it doesn't even need to be something I show people like it can just be like for me um I think was like a really important like mental reframe for me yeah for sure because it's like what are you doing it for in the first place? If it's enjoyable in and of itself, then the end result doesn't matter. Like, I guess there's some things in life. I can't think of any examples of stuff where, but there's obviously some things in life where the end result is what's important, but like the process of it in and of itself, if you, if you enjoy it, then why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I um, ran a journaling workshop recently and one of the exercises we all did together was just doodling on a bit of paper um and that was awful for me because everyone who attended were artists and I was like (laughs) oh my god why have I done this to myself but like I I drew and it wasn't like very good and I say that in quotation marks because I know that's not what it's about but just like just having the like yeah just doing the process of doing something and not having any kind of weight to it and any like oh well this needs to be good enough to post on Instagram or like you know to hang up in an art gallery or whatever um it's very freeing and you yeah. kind of you know it's a very like it becomes a way more enjoyable process if you kind of just easier said than done of course yeah but just <laughs> like leaving all that stuff at the door and thinking oh, I'm gonna do it just because I enjoy it not because I'm you know like trying to get like a good grade at it or anything like that yeah so I have to confess like I I don't do much in terms of like stuff with my hands but that sounds a bit weird, but I have been recently doing singing lessons and not, not that, not that you need to do lessons to have like a new hobby, but like, that's the caveat, but it has like literally taught me how to even start to sing. Absolutely. By no means. Do I think that I'm a good singer? Do I really enjoy it? Like, yes, so much. Like it's just so good for me. If I, I'm just thinking about this situation that you were in about like getting this group of artists to like do some doodles and going along with them, like that would be so scary to me. But at the same time, like this is the question, like what are you doing it for? Like what, what's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because like there's joy. Like for example, getting together with a group of friends and just singing or whatever. Not that I do that much, but it would be really <laughs> fun. Or like you know, yeah. and. What then came to me when you were talking about that was like, well, how did these artists feel about it? Because if it's something that they do professionally, how do they then feel about just like letting go and allowing themselves to be imperfect and free with it? I wonder if it, did anything come up there with them? Yeah, no, it did actually, because I'd, I'd obviously said, oh God, this is like a horrible situation because like I'm not, I'm not going to be like as good as everyone else. But it really surprised me because someone in the group who I consider to be immensely talented and very artistic she was like oh I actually I actually hate what I've done but like it's fine um and it does it does really put it into perspective when you have people who do it on a professional basis be like 
oh do you know what i've i've just i've just gone for it um i it's terrible i hate it um but it was fun doing it and that was like a really nice thing for me to hear as someone mm-hmm. who does not consider themselves to be like traditionally artistic is that like even people in that field have those thoughts and feelings as well of like oh i i'm not very pleased with this like you know it's not it's not my best work or whatever but they've just done in any way and they've embraced that like that same sense of playing and you know getting in touch with the inner child and all that kind of thing yeah and in some ways I can see that there could potentially be more pressure for them if it's something that they do either to a very high standard or professionally then it almost feels like there's more pressure and like something that you might have used to do for fun and creativity then becomes work and the standards to meet and that I can see that that can I mean actually I mean it's true of like the work that I do in my business and I'm sure that you can relate to this as well like I've always written stuff as well like you said like um I used to write random stories or stuff a lot when I was a child and I've always written and journaled and all of that and now it's like it's part of my work I mean it has been for many years and that was definitely an experience to go from doing it all for myself to then doing it to someone else's standards like when I was a copywriter getting paid for it and I, and it can be hard to then go back and find your like more, I don't know what, like the word innocent is coming up for me, like the more innocent joy in it, like pure joy, just for the fun of it. It can be kind of hard to find that fully again. Mm. Yeah, I definitely found that because I did copywriting for a while as well. And I still do it for certain people. And like, I do, I know exactly what you mean. I do find it hard to kind of like separate the two in my brain, even though, it's the same activity, but they're for completely different like purposes. Yeah. And um yeah, I think that's something I'm like still learning. I think it's quite hard to like detach yourself from your work sometimes. I mean, especially when, you know, a lot of I work with like a lot of people who make things as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely feel that same pressure from people where it's like, oh well, I make, I don't know, I make cakes for a living. Um, but I would never ever make one outside of it because mm-hmm. you know I, I cannot imagine doing that for fun and things like that. So that's definitely like a conversation I've had with people that I'd never really thought of myself until people kind of started saying, oh well, I'm creative in my business. Like I don't, I don't know how to do it for fun. Yes, that's so interesting. That's what I was actually going to talk about next because. I think like for me, running a business is a very creative outlet, although I didn't see it that way at first. And that is something that we will talk about. But I think sometimes, you know, some of us, you have like multi-passionate type businesses and we come up with new offers. Like not everyone runs their businesses that way, but I certainly do it quite a lot like that. And and there can be a tendency to think that you can turn everything into a business venture. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, um, you relate it, to that <laughs> oh yeah when I started sewing and like making my own clothes and stuff the the first thing people would say to me before anything else is like oh so you're gonna like are you gonna sell stuff and I was mm. like well, no because it's like fun I don't want to I don't want to do it for that I do do the occasional thing for like a friend or something like that or you know like for gifts and stuff but monetizing my hobby is like the the worst thing in the world I could possibly do like I yeah it always really annoys me when people are like oh have you thought about selling this have you thought about doing that and I'm like well yeah but I wouldn't 
I wouldn't want to lose like that joy and that fun and that like you know as soon as you start attaching timelines to stuff I think that's when it starts to get a bit like oh this is like a job now this isn't yeah. like a, a, something I just do for fun yeah I've definitely said that to people though like <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny isn't it like I guess it's just funny to think that that's the natural reaction like you, you can be good at something and you can just do it for yourself I mean th- there's a there's a there's a line isn't there some people do need a little nudge to do the thing that they most love and some for some of us it's like that could be an extra thing on the side that's a really nice escape like you said from all the wanting to get everything right from all the things I see everyone else doing in their business, from all the results that I'm hoping to get from all the disappointments that I have in my business. Like it's a really nice thing to have completely separate from that world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk actually a bit about creativity as self-care. And I know that we've touched on it a bit more, but a bit already, but I think because there's a lot of conversation about self-care and it's really good that it's part of the talk about, you know, alongside running a business at the moment, but a lot of it, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I don't know if it's just me, but I don't feel like it's as much of a big part of the conversation. It, it, like thinking about why it's so important to have something fun, something playful, something completely separate. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add to that conversation or how do you like use it and how do you not, I think for me, sometimes it feels overwhelming when I've got so much to do as well. So what would you say about that? Um, it's a very good question. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I definitely have noticed the conversation around self-care, like changing, um, a lot. I, I think people generally do understand and accept that it isn't just like, oh, having a bath and yes having a spa day or whatever I and I feel like even when you think about like the radical roots of the idea of self-care I think people are kind of generally more like oh okay like I I understand that it's not just like I don't know lying on the sofa and having a pedicure or something yeah um but for me I definitely resisted it a lot and I think it's what led to like my bout of burnout in my mm. business like last year it was because I was like well I haven't I haven't got time to do it I I just haven't got time I like and it just you know further and further and further down the to-do list until like you realize how exhausted you are and how burnt out you are so I think for me it was I definitely had to get to like the rough side of it before I could kind of come back and be like oh, right, this is why people prioritise it and this is why people do it. So stuff like this doesn't happen. Um, but I definitely had to get to like that side of it first. Um, so I think for me, making it like less overwhelming, I think trying not to do too much, I think, especially because some of my creative hobbies can be quite involving, like getting my sewing machine out and things like that. So I definitely mm. try and have like activities on hand that I can do if I have less energy and if I'm like oh I really need to like switch off before bed because I'm really stressed out about this thing that happened at work or whatever um and even if it's just a chapter of a book or just like free writing in a journal for like five ten minutes having those activities that don't take up a lot of time or a lot of mental space was like really really important for me in ensuring that I actually did like things that were creative self-care rather than just kind of oh I'll just you know check Instagram for like the 200th time today 
Yeah, that is so important to me. Like, I feel like I have a tendency to be to just get overwhelmed quite easily. And if it if it's a big thing or if it involves a lot of steps, like getting a lot of stuff out or making a lot of mess, mm. then it's so much harder for me to do. I think that's why I've really connected with the singing. It's just like, I can just sing whenever I want. I love yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just curious, like, how do you, this might be a really basic question, but I think that we need to talk about this. How do you pick a hobby that you're going to try? <laughs> Or a creative um, activity that you're going to try. <laughs> I love that. Um, basically, I try and like trust the feeling and try yeah. and let myself like feel inspired. And like, if a tattoo artist that I know recently started doing pottery, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, pottery. Oh, I'm very mm-hmm. interested in doing that. And I, I try and really let myself like fall down the rabbit hole sometimes and try and be like, oh gosh, I wonder what it would look like if I did this or like, I don't know, daydreaming about, um, I can't think of it, making cowboy hats. I don't know, like <laughs> like just following the feeling and following the nudge and being like, oh, maybe I'll give that a go. Because I think the great thing about the internet and social media and, su- and stuff is that it makes a lot of these hobbies and activities like really accessible. Um, so you can kind of, if you do want to try something nine times out of 10, you can go on Etsy and pick up a kit or find a tutorial on YouTube or something and then just try it. Um, and that's, again, I know we discussed it already, but it's definitely where that experimentation thing comes in of like, oh, do you know what? If I try, if I try out pottery, like I might hate it, um, but it's fine and I might love it and that's also fine. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just really like letting yourself go down the rabbit hole and, just picking something that kind of appeals to you and trusting that feeling and then just like going for it and uh, yeah, being open-minded to see what happens. Yeah. I really like that because that's been a whole journey of myself, like learning to listen to myself, learning to follow the nudges. Like I think in one of my courses, it probably is the quiet ambition course. And one of the exercises is just to like follow your nudges for a day. And I think that that for me was so huge. It sounds really small, but it's so huge because so many of us are like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like we were saying about earlier, perceived or real external expectations of us, life stuff, all of this, all of these things. It's really nice just to think, you know what? I can have an idea and I can act on it and I can see what happens. And also sometimes this, sometimes there's a bit of negativity associated with people who take up new hobbies and like, like I'm thinking of myself, like buying all the stuff to make candles, but then I never actually did it (laughs) like things like that. But I like that, you know, flipping it the other way and saying, you know what, you just got to experiment with stuff. I guess some things you don't end up like, maybe you do waste your money on buying that stuff that you were going to do, do with it. Um, but you don't know until you, until you try, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, like one example I've definitely thought of was um, when everyone was making those clay earrings. Um, and I was like, I love those. Those are so cool. And then like I got some stuff online to like do it and they were so bad and I didn't enjoy the process. And I was like, I, you know, and I think a few years ago, my reaction would have been like, oh my God, I've wasted this money. Mm-hmm. Like I wasted my time. Like, oh my God, you know, I I couldn't do it. There must be something wrong with me. And now I think I'm definitely in a more like accepting place where I'm like, oh, I actually, I didn't really enjoy that, but it's fine because I tried it. Um, And like you said, you don't know these things until you try. And I definitely always used to think that was like a really like bad trait about myself that Mm -hmm. I would want to, 
like yeah follow the nudges and be like oh I'm gonna try this I'm gonna try that and it's something I've really only kind of accepted in myself very recently I think because I bring that same energy to business as well um and for a very long time I definitely thought it was like a bad thing that it meant I was like flaky or that I couldn't decide um but I'm a very stereotypical Gemini son um and that's just who I am and it's fine um but yeah no I definitely yeah I definitely feel that yeah and yeah so much judgment of ourselves and I agree I have quite a lot of that energy in my business too and I think part of me is just thinking like firstly allowing our mind to think oh I could try what xyz thing I could try singing for example when I've always considered myself to be not good at singing it's like well actually I could try it that's a thing in itself and then if you happen to not like it and it happens to have been a waste of time or a waste of money or a waste of energy at least you tried because I mean I see this with business owners all the time I've seen it with myself in my journey like to bring it back to business like there's so many things that I just had a block on in my brain that I not only didn't think I was capable of, but I didn't even think about because it was just like, that's not a thing for me. And the more I've experimented with this stuff, the more I've learned that, you know what, there's so many things available to me that I don't know about yet. There's so many things I'm capable of that I don't know about yet. There's so many things I might enjoy that I don't know about yet. And that does take experimenting and allowing yourself to sometimes try something and for it to be absolute rubbish and waste of time. Like, I guess that's the reframe. It's never a waste of time really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, it's, you know, I can just, all I have to do in the, you know, if I try a craft, but I don't like is say, Oh, I'm sure I'll know someone who will be able to like buy the equipment off me or whatever. And it's fine. But I think for me, that's that's definitely like why I'm kind of more relaxed about experimenting in my business now, because mm-hmm. I have more of that energy. Um, and even when it kind of came to thinking about my work and creativity, I say work, I work in inverted commas, but because I love it. But it was definitely I was like, I can't I can't do that. Like, no one's going to understand that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, it's 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 weird. It's like a bit like. I don't, it's a bit off the road like I don't you know can I do it and I think if I hadn't spent so much time like growing up experimenting with different things and like trying out things um then it might not have happened at all and I might not have like allowed myself to do it but I think yeah it's definitely like conditioning of a capitalist corporate nature I think that kind of nope this is your thing and you do that and that's it and like don't try anything else because it's not safe yeah yeah And I don't know about you, but also I get so inspired by things outside of the actual work I do. So like, I think there's something, one one example is like live music. I get so inspired by people performing live music, get really inspired by listening to music and especially like lyrics and like how vulnerable people can be sometimes, or even in the way that they're singing them. I get inspired by all, I mean, I keep bringing up music, but all kinds of things. And I think sometimes when some when I'm trying to, when I'm too close to something and I'm seeing someone doing something in a cool way, but that's really like linked to my business, it gets too much because it's like, should I be doing it like that? And asking myself all this question, but when, but when you can allow yourself to be inspired by all kinds of things, firstly, the, the shoulds are kind of gone because it's a different thing. And secondly, it brings a whole new level of ideas that you may never even have thought of when you're keeping yourself inside a box, I guess. 
Hmm. Do you, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, no, I do. <laughs> no, I do. Cause I'm the same. I get really inspired by like other things and like music yeah. going for me as well. Um, and recently I went to see someone live who, uh, the legendary Mark Rebier, who I love, um, but his whole thing is improv and mm. he just makes up songs. And sometimes he'll start a song and be like, oh, actually, no, we're going to do something else. And I'm like, and I watched him live a few weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, can you imagine if like we were yes. all like that yeah. chill about just exactly. saying, about, hey, this isn't working. Let's, let's try something else. Or like, oh, I really like this sound. I'm going to, I'm going to do something with this. And yeah like I also get really inspired by things that are in no, no way related and I think that's really important actually to like get our brains out of like that comparison mode that we sometimes feel when we see oh, yeah. people in business doing stuff yeah. yeah and I guess it leaves more room for like innovation and doing things differently I mean I guess I mean just keeping with the theme of music there's so many like musicians who have taken elements of you know like theatrical stuff or you know they're turning their shows into whole kinds whole like performances on you bring in things from other I can't think of the word other areas and you make it something completely new and you can do that in your business as well yeah I wish I could think of a good example of that but I, I can't think of one, but I know that it's a thing. <laughs> I, can't, I can't either. We'll probably think of loads like afterwards, but yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got another question just to change gear slightly. And what do you think about people who say that they aren't, they just aren't creative? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> well, everybody is. Um, I think a lot of the time when people say they're not creative they really have like uh, an image in mind of what a creative person looks like um and it's like oh to be creative you have to be like uh like arty farty you have to be mm-hmm. like in a studio like throwing paint at a canvas and and all this and that's something that I really try and like push back against because I know I felt like that and I also yeah. know that it isn't true like mm-hmm. I told myself for ages like well I can't I've never painted anything and I can't draw so like I don't why would I ever say I'm creative um and it kind of wasn't until I learned that about myself and like reframed it for myself I think that I was able to be like oh actually everybody's creative we've just got like like societally I think we've just got a really like narrow idea of like what it looks like um and like traditionally, you know, you have to be like a starving artist and you have to be yeah. really like eccentric and, and things like that. And it's like, well, it's not true. Like I'm I'm just as creative, like cooking something in the kitchen with like a limited number of ingredients as I am when I'm like sewing something like it's the same thing. It's just, you know, different, different um, mediums. And I think in business, it happens a lot as well. I get a lot of people come into my uh, things that I put on that are like oh well I do like accountancy like I'm not I'm not creative or like oh I you know I do something that's traditionally more like right brain like I can't I can't and I'd always say to those people stop it I can see why you think it but honestly like it's it's something that's available to absolutely everybody oh I love your answer yeah and it's just like there's so many different versions of creativity and it's so funny because I had this story massively as well And it's really ironic because my whole childhood, I would always play music and it's like an ultimate creative thing, but I never considered myself to be that creative or I never felt like I fit in with the people who were creative and stuff. And it's just another layer of expectations, society. And it's almost like, oh, well, that means to be creative, 
I have to do it to a certain level or I have to be a certain way. And it's just like, it's defeating the whole point. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, you know, you're, you're doing it to like express yourself. And, and obviously by the very nature of that, that is open to everybody and we can yeah. all express ourselves in our own ways. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. So I'm going to wrap things up by asking you a, a random question from my question cards. So the question is, what stereotype do you totally live up to? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have been thinking about this and actually, even though I very much rebel against the um, like eccentric artist, eccentric creative person, I think, unfortunately, I do slightly live up to that stereotype of like, you know, I've got like bright hair and I've got yeah. tattoos and I dress <laughs> quite like colorfully and stuff. So that I definitely probably do fit into that. And for ages, I was like, oh, well, if I'm like that, I can't be a business person because business people aren't like that, um, which is kind of why I'm always like pushing people to be creative now, because I'm like, well, you can be both like it's fine. Um, and also the stereotype that I really like painfully fall into as well is like um, uh, cat lady. <laughs> my, my, cat, my cat hasn't appeared today actually which I'm really surprised about because normally as soon as I start talking she's like where are you where are you um and also I mean it's pumpkin spice latte season so also like <laughs> you know <laughs> those are like the stereotypes that came to mind I was like oh yeah I love cats and I love PSLs um but yeah I think those are definitely stereotypes that I do like heavily lean into and it's, it's stuff that I would always try and rebel against when I was younger like being like oh yeah I'm not like that weird or eccentric but I think the older I get the more I'm like oh it's okay to be like a bit different actually and it's actually like a good thing it's not yeah bad. yeah it's just another example of fighting against who we are and trying to fit into a certain idea of ourselves but I like the fact that you brought up how that made you feel as a business owner though and how like despite the fact that I feel like I'm fit into this stereotype, I don't feel like it fits then what a business owner should be like. But actually, it's not true. Like business owners come in all different flavors. I don't know. <laughs> That's the word that came to me. And you, yeah. you get to do business as your, as your normal, natural self, whatever that is. And some people fit a more traditional version of that naturally and some people don't. And it's all good. Yes, for sure, for sure. I think, yeah, we all grow up seeing like business people on like, you know, The Apprentice and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's that's what you've got to oh be like. Goodness. You've got to be cutthroat and ruthless and wearing like grey suits and stuff. And um, yeah, I I definitely, I think that's the most amazing thing about online business is that like coming into it and seeing that there are people who like look like you, have like backgrounds from all over the place and do like these really like weird and wonderful things and it's like oh my goodness like you you can like earn money from being yourself and doing all the weird and wonderful things that like live in your brain like you can bring them to reality um and I think that's the most amazing thing about running a business online it really is I get I tell you sometimes I get really confronted with it when I go to London and it's like rush hour and just like, I know, I know these people aren't all like business owners, but they're all like that kind of image that we have, like all the men in suits. And it's just like, I just feel so far removed from that. It's like kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you for that. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the key lesson from this is to like redefine what you think creativity should look like 
and rethink what it means to you. I feel like that is the core message and like everyone's creative and everyone gets to express themselves. I love how you linked those two things together. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's really, it's really important to me. And like I said, it wasn't until kind of I got into like a a darker place that I kind of realized how important expressing ourselves is, Mm. especially when, you know, a lot of us are doing, I'm sure a lot of people listening are like people who work in service as well. And I think when you're kind of giving and giving, you do kind of need to give yourself back some stuff as well and give like give yourself the time and the space and the energy to just be yourself and to just be a bit silly not take it too seriously and to just see what happens and I guess follow the joy that comes from that yeah I love it and I'm just actually gonna ask you one extra question what would you say to anyone listening to this who's like I'm gonna do something creative today well how would you encourage them what would you encourage them to do to like put this into action um, well, I'd probably encourage them first off to like follow a nudge. If you're kind of feeling like you want to do a certain particular thing, like just follow it and see what happens, you know, get get a Pinterest board, like find some people on TikTok who do it and follow it along for a bit and then do it yourself and just remove any expectations. Like it doesn't have to look like what people post online, like it can look however you want to. And just, I think, be realistic as well. Don't... I think that's when I try and like tell a lot of people is that don't try and do something that's going to make a huge mess in your house or that's going to take you ages or that you're going to have to spend like hundreds on in order to do start small and build up. It's a muscle just like any, anything else of that nature. I think is that it's a muscle that you have to build up over time. Um, Get things wrong. Yeah. Get things wrong a lot. That's what Get I things wrong a lot. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I hope that people listening are inspired to go find some or just like play around outside of business, outside of adult adulting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. More play, more play time for everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And always, thank you. And if you want to find out more about Caitlin and her work, you can find her on Instagram at Caitlin the Creative or visit her website, CaitlinTheCreative.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Quietly Ambitious. If you have a moment to rate and review, know that it really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation, then you can connect with me on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite. Join me in the Facebook group or my personal favorite, sign up to my newsletter, Letters to Quietly Ambitious Humans. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe and keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.